Welcome to the Raymond Tamaklo podcast. You are about to listen to a message as preached by the senior pastor and founder of Love Springs International Church, Nairobi, Kenya. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo is a missionary to the nation of Kenya. He is an author and a church planter. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo has a passion of raising pastors and shepherds who delight in the work of God. He has dedicated fairly all his life to the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, doing exactly this. He believes in ensuring that the Word of God is preached to all because each and every soul is precious and important to God. This podcast will reignite your love for God and His work and will work out times of refreshing in your life. Now, get ready to be blessed as you listen to the soul-saving Word of God expertly handled by Reverend Raymond Tamaklo of the Love Springs International Church Headquarters, Nairobi. Be transformed as you listen. Father, we thank you this morning, everlasting King of Kings. We ask that the wells of heaven will be open unto us this morning. Let a revelation come to the heart of somebody seated here today under the sound of my voice. Let transformation flow from the wells of heaven into our lives. May we never be the same in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Please have your seats. What a blessing. Amen. And before I forget, um, Favor, Emily, and their team were on fire today. Amen. Yeah, they're on fire. And I think maybe they have, they have either prayed long or rehearsed long. It's either one of these things. If it's not one of these things, then it will just be for today. You get a point now. Yeah, if it's not due to one of these, then it's just today's performance. But if it's due to one of these, and they continue in it, then it will be what they become known for. Yes. I'm coming there. One of the the tools God has given to the church to even get somebody to want to be in your church is music. Yeah, so the way you sang today from the beginning um, up till now, if somebody was passing by and they were just looking for a church and they heard you, they would love to come to the church. Yes.
Now, where I live, there are two churches that surround where I live. One is a Kikuyu pastor. And they don't sing any song at all. If he sings at all, he's the only one who sings. And I hear him. Okay, and he teaches in Kikuyu. And I can't go to his church. Then there's another pastor. And his praise and worship, if at all I want to, like I'm looking for a pastor, I'll go to that church. Yes, they sing better than you anyway. So I would love to go to his church. In fact, I almost did around Christmas. I almost, I almost, almost entered to just sit down there. But because all his members left, they started the church and they closed. Like they started the church and they said, people are not coming. So they, they shut down the church because the people have left for the village. Just like you all do. They did it to the pastor, you know. And his choir, they can rehearse all night from Friday, from 6, 7 p.m. till morning. Yes. It's the only church I have seen that reminds me of back home, how serious a choir can be. So your ministration today must have been due to one or two things, prayer, I'm a long rehearsals. You understand? As for the dancing stars, they did their rehearsals under Lake Victoria. So now that they are not under the sea, but on the surface of the earth, we are, we are just seeing people moving in any direction. So the rehearsal was under Lake Victoria. So now that they came on land, they need the water to reproduce what they did under Lake Victoria. But you, your rehearsal was in the presence of the Holy Ghost. Yes. Appreciate the choir once more. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Well, my jam. But I've told the truth, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> they did their rehearsals under Lake Victoria. Yeah. As a leader of any group, make sure that you don't have people who derail your efforts. Some people rehearse with you then they won't come and sing. They won't come and dance. You know? And it's not nice. So, Lake Victoria people, we are watching you. (laughs) Seven reasons why. Where's your sister? Ah, okay. Good. (laughs) They are very lively. I love their bubbly, lively self. Yes. I'm not like that, so I need it from other people. They are very lively. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm boring, so I don't need another boring person. Do you get it? Yeah. I, my boredom is enough to kill you. <laughs> so, uh, if, if you are very quiet, you're going to marry, you need a talkative. You understand? Yes. To at least draw something small out of you. You get it? Yes. They are very bubbly, very lively. If, if I knew they were like that, I'd have been enjoying their company, Kitambo. <laughs> careful. I, what I've said, I know some people will come to you, be careful. Look. Now that he has said that you're bubbly, next you'll be the ones that he's, he's, he's lambasting. I know them, they'll come. <laughs> well, I'm a jam. Anyway, seven reasons why you should do everything by prayer. <laughs> Careful. We said number one, prayer brings God into every situation. And I think last Sunday we were in First Kings 14, were we? First Kings 14. Take me back to First Kings 14. We can do the NLT so we avoid finding out what the crack nails are. We just find it out straightforward in the NLT, isn't it? <laughs> People did know that crack nails is cake. <laughs> Even the chefs in the house didn't know. If before that teaching you went to Jackie and said, oh, could you um, give me two, two kgs of crack nails. She was going to say, eh? <laughs> they didn't teach her that in school. I believe, because you'd have so apostle, it's, it's cake, cake. I didn't see her do that last Sunday. Uh, yes, but you learn crack nails in church. First Kings 14, verse 1. At that time, Jeroboam's son Abijah became very sick. So Jeroboam told his wife, disguise yourself so that no one will recognize you as my wife. So you, you know the guy who is sending the wife to look for God in their situation. He's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. Such that if you know this is his wife, you wouldn't want to have anything to do with him. So disguise yourself. Then go to the prophet Ahijah at Shiloh, the man who told me I would become king. Verse 3. Take him a gift of ten loaves of bread, some cakes, and a jar of honey, and ask him what will happen to the boy. So, Jeroboam's wife went to Ahijah's home at Shiloh. He was an old man now and could no longer see. That's why I tell you in this church that even a blind and a deceived father is still what? 
a father. He's old. He could no longer see. But you see, what God through a blind father will do, you cannot do for yourself. I was happy Kimotai mentioned black tax. I didn't know it was an issue, you know. I was having a conversation with um, um, Kelvin and he asked me, Apostle, have you heard of black tax? He said, black tax, what? Is there a tax called black tax? Who is bringing that tax? And then he explained to me that it's, it's this generation who don't feel obligated to take care of their parents. They feel like it's a way and a burden on them so they call whatever they give to mothers or fathers black tax. I say, huh? So, you see, Google is always listening. So when I went upstairs, I just put on YouTube, and here is a pastor preaching on black tax. Yes, he was preaching on black tax. Apparently, pastors are supporting that mindset. Don't allow your siblings to mess up your finances. Don't allow your parents to mess up your finances. Somebody took care of them. They also took care of you. You too, you take care of somebody. You don't owe anybody anything. So I heard that. I'm talking about this old man. And the fact that your father can be old, blind, and deceived, but he's still your father. How any pastor, I believe I taught this not too long ago, but I taught it without knowing that there's a thing as, such as black tax, you know. Uh, and I'm realizing that the thing has been raging for long And some of you might be strong believers in this unscriptural opinion. You can see your parents as useless. But I'm telling you, they are not useless. Any pastor who teaches you to dishonor your parents, to dishonor your father, to dishonor your mother... Is is he's a Pharisee? Do you understand? He's what? A Pharisee. The only time I have seen people trying to honor fathers and mothers is when they are they are trying to run away from God. Yes, my mother said, for the first time, what the mother said is very important. Not that it is, it is not. Are you listening to me? You see, when you, you hear certain arguments, you've got to look for the scriptural perspective before you follow certain group of people into a cursed life. 
So now we are seeing that Ahijah was old and he could no longer see. Maybe you have a parent who is old, you know, and can no longer see. The other time I was trying to calculate how old my father would be if he were still alive, you know. Um, he would have been about 80-something years old if he was still alive. And maybe at that time, now he can't see. Do you see? He can't see. And then you may be tempted to say, oh, he's useless. But an old, blind, and drunk, and deceived father is still what? A father. One of Jesus' teachings is to honor our parents. Take me quickly to Matthew 15, verse. The NLT, leave it in NLT so it's easy for you. Uh, Matthew 15, the verse 1. Some Pharisees and teachers of religious law now arrive from Jerusalem to see who? Jesus. Why do your disciples disobey our age-old tradition they demanded? They ignore our tradition of ceremonial hand-washing before they eat. Jesus replied, And why do you, by your traditions, violate the direct commandments of God? You, you want us to practice your tradition. How about the traditions of God? That is Jesus' response to them. Are you following? Verse 4. For instance, so Jesus is going to give an example. Yes, good teachers always give examples. Very, very important. They give you, your mathematics teacher gave you examples. (laughs) Yes, that's how they teach mathematics. They teach you by giving you examples. And then they solve the examples. And then now later you get the real question for yourself. To be able to solve it, you need the example. So he says, for instance, God says, who says? Is it your pastor who is saying? Who says? God says, honor your father and mother. Who is saying it? So the honoring of fathers and the honoring of mothers is an instruction from God. And anyone who speaks okay, disrespectfully, anyone who speaks disrespectfully of father or mother must be put to death. There are people who call their fathers old timers. Is it respectful? I know you are not going to answer, but it's, it's okay. I'm teaching anyway. It's going to get hot. They, they call their fathers old timers. They'll say something like, their time has passed. Hmm? 
their time has or out of frustration they'll say my father is too much a bother is that a, a respectful way of speaking of a father at which point did your father become a bother when he was paying your school fees ah, oh, he wasn't a bother isn't it yeah at which point did your mother become a bother when she was cleaning your poop when you were small, isn't it? No. At that time, she wasn't a border. Right now, is it the, the thing about many of you is as you grow, you, you, you love to put a distance between you and your fathers and your mothers. The world will swallow you. It will swallow you. There are some people who have been raised correct children. They have raised very brutal children and unleashed them into the world. If your father was telling you, don't steal, don't take anybody's thing that doesn't belong to you. There is another father who raised a son and taught him to steal. He would also unleash him into the world. Your children, whether godly or ungodly, are going to meet children godly and ungodly. Are you listening to me? If you now meet somebody who was raised in a wild way. Yeah? That's why you always have to pray for your children as to who they meet. Who they put into their lives. You always have to pray for them. Yeah. You always have to pray for them. Because one, is it, we, 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 we overlook the power Behind associations. Some of you were good until you started associating with a bad person. The power behind association. Yes. To speak disrespectfully of a father. Some people throw their hands in now. You are too much. Is that respectful? I'm not, I'm not hearing. It's like the, the teaching has quieted your, your ability to respond. Is that respectful? Okay, some of you are wise enough. You won't do it um, openly or overtly, but you will do it covertly. Yes, in your heart, you'll be, you'll be, you'll be having asthma. I wish I can tell this man off. I wish I can just tell my mother off. You'll be having covert, covert disrespect. Now it's called covert disrespect towards some. You see, if you respect somebody and you honor them, certain things don't even cross your mind pertaining to them. In God's command, it's 
death. It's punishable by death. Do you understand? The dishonor, the disrespect towards fathers. Yeah? Some of you, your father has a, a chair he sits on. When you're also tired, you go and sit on it. Uh, let me feel how he feels. <laughs> yeah. If I have a biological father who comes to my home, if he comes to my home, when my father is not there and I sit at the dining table with my wife and my children, I'll sit at the head of a table. There's such a thing as the head of a table. Yes. It's not a place for wives. There's the head of the table and you you should always see the wife or the woman at the opposite end of the man. Do you understand? Yes. So if I sit here, my wife should sit over there and be looking at me and your children on your left or your right. When I'm not there, she shouldn't come and sit on my seat as the head of the family. No. She should sit where she is and be looking at the empty chair as though I am seated there. And my son, even if he's not the one taking care of, cannot sit in that head of the family chair. <laughs> and if my father walks in, I am replaced automatically. Nobody has to even tell me, you can't sit here and your father sits on, on your left. Who is the father here? So he has to take my seat and I place myself either on his left or on his right. To be close in case he has instructions for me. If he wants to tell me to slap one of my sons, I said, Daddy, you say what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which one? Which one? Yes. I, I have to vacate my seat for him. Are you following? You know, I said, Where is his own head of the family chair? Or his own head of the family table? You, you don't even. Think about it. Because by now you should know that sometimes just by thinking about something, you become guilty of it. At least if you are a, new test, a truly New Testament Christian. Yes. Some of you will never touch somebody's wife. You will never sleep with somebody's wife. But you see her and you see her bonbon. You're like, man. My God. Imagine what I can do to this one. Jesus said, you have already committed. Oh, now you cannot say amen. All the brothers are not saying amen. (laughs) So even what you think, do you get it? What you think without execute, you are already guilty of it. Yes. You are already guilty of it. I think all the brothers have realized, Charlie, I'm an adulterer. (laughs) Hey! Kula Kwamacho is enough. Yeah, Kula Kwamacho is enough. You do get even sisters, you see a brother. And he may be somebody's husband. He said, wow. If this man was sleeping on top of me. 
Jesus said, you have already committed adultery. Those are not my words. Yeah, those are the direct words of Jesus. Do you get it? Yeah, so even your thoughts are as good as your actions. Your thoughts are as good as your actions. Okay, pastor, that's the only place in the Bible. Okay, the Bible said, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So your thought, you see your father is like, hmm, this man should die. Some of us, we are tired. Some of us, we are tired. Do, do you get it? Yeah. Already, you have contemplated dishonor towards him. Yeah. The day my mother died, I'll be so free. Hey. God says, you are deserving of death. Verse 5. But you say, so now the teachers, the pastors, the Pharisees, they say, this is what God says. And then they also say this. If you look into the world today, there is what God has said. And then there is what pastors are saying. It's not a new thing. Do you understand? There is what God has said. Black and white in his word. And then there is what other past. In fact, this, this um, time unto the end of the age, you will see some wild pastors you have never seen before. You see pastors teach something and you ask yourself, which part of the Bible are they teaching this doctrine from? So, there is what God says and then there is what men are teaching and what men are saying. I don't listen to every preacher. There are some preachers when they, they, they force me, like I'm doing something, they pass, and I, 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 I skip. I don't even want to have the mind to think certain way. I just forward. I, I am not even, I don't want to hear. The moment you said that, oh, you know, Paul, once I hear a pastor say, you know, Paul made a mistake. Hey! <laughs> and you hear them say it these days. Paul made a mistake. Paul made, I, I had a friend of mine who didn't like Paul at all. Because, you know, he always, he only had daughters. He only has daughters. So, he didn't like Paul's subjectivity towards women. So, he he used to refer to Paul as my friend Paul. (laughs) Until his wife showed him Shege. Do you know Shege? You don't know Shege. When his wife showed him Pepe, he understood why Paul was on the matter of women. Now, he's a friend of Paul. Daughters notwithstanding, now he is a good friend of Paul. I hear a preacher say, you know, um, other human beings existed before Adam. I don't, when next your preaching comes, Charlie, I don't know what you are coming to say next. Because the God that created the world, if he wanted you 
to know that other human beings existed before the ones he created would have recorded it for your benefit. One of the things you should run away with in the age we are living in is what is called extra biblical teachings. Extra biblical teachings. Where now some, listen, the, the names of the archangels are mentioned in the Bible. The few that is mentioned is enough. If you now hear a preacher mentioning you know, uh, you real as one of the archangels. Uh, Raphael. I've read my Bible. I don't see Raphael. I know where you are picking Raphael from, but it's not part of the canonized scriptures. Once you start hearing Azaria as one of the archangels. And these days, you have to mention all those things to look like you're powerful. You know, you're above the normal. Look, he even knows the names of certain angels. (laughs) I can mention those angels' names. But what if the day I show up in heaven and God said, where did you get that name from? Where do you get the name from? What am I going to say to him? <laughs> what am I going to say to him? Uh, what have I have taught you how you other humans existed before Adam and Eve? When I go to heaven, then God says, Show me the, those human beings. Where are they? Because I do believe that as, as per the words of Jesus, nothing I say will go unreviewed by heaven. Every word, every word, every word. Do you get it? Every word will, listen, it will be reviewed by heaven. As to whether it conforms to the counsel of heaven or not. So there is what God says in his word and there is what people say today. That's why as a young person, when you want to believe in some of this gibberish and nonsense going on, you have to ask yourself, but what has God said pertaining to this matter? It will lead you to Matthew 15. But you say, even if pastors are saying it, church, hear this, and it's not in the scriptures, do not buy it, no matter how popular the preacher is because my spiritual father made me understand that long ago that big names on the pulpit speaks more error you hear a pastor saying you know homosexuality is alright you gotta prove it to me in the scriptures Because I have to show you what is in Romans. Have you read? Does your Bible contain Romans, Mr. Preacher Man? (laughs) What it is is that 
Satan is resurrecting. Anyway, you don't want to come to the lay Bible school, so I shouldn't be on a Sunday. I shouldn't do lay Bible school teachings here. Yes. You roll your eyes. Don't, 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 don't seek for correct teachings and doctrines in your life. You see that you've. Listen, I'll show you when I go to the second point. I'll show you something about the supernatural and how that scripture is even the basis of the supernatural. There are people who preach universalism. Every one of I. There was a young man who started those nonsense. Oh, the Bible is the book written by C.G. Ward. The Bible is not this. The Bible is that. He, he, was, he, was, he was prayed for as a prophet, ordained as a prophet, but when his doctrine changed, his life changed. He moved from Ghana to America with his wife. Then he started these universal preachings, the universalism. Their, their head bishop died not so long ago. I think when he opens his eyes and he's before God, you'll see that, yes. He himself was riding high in the ministry until he started. He said, there's no such thing as hell. God who created his, his children cannot send them back to hell. He preached a message and he called it, take the hell out of my Bible. A man prayed for by Ora Roberts. You see, that's why no matter who you are and anointed today, you are not far from missing the road yourself. So those of you waka waka, you waka here like the anointed of the Lord. Humble yourself. People more anointed than you have missed road. He used to preach in meetings that had 20,000, 30,000, 40,000, 50,000 people until he began to question the Bible. Hear this, and for your benefit, the Bible is not there to be questioned. The Bible is there to be believed. When you find yourself questioning scriptures, the devil is not far from you. Because if you question what God has written, it will never end well with you. He became an ambassador of the message. He was preaching it. Next thing, he was shooting his wife. You know, he used to beat his wife. Of course, when you believe there is no hell, you beat your wife. Your doctrine impacts your character. It impacts your character. What you believe impacts your character. So, if there is no hell, I can beat my wife. <laughs> One day he had a fight with his wife and the wife called the brother. And when the brother was there, he told, he told the brother, I'm going to kill your sister. Yeah. I'm going to kill your sister. I'm going to kill your sister. The, you know, the brother was very big. And you should see the guy cursing Wahala, like Kohana. <laughs> the brother manhandled, he held him like this, threw him out of the, the house. Yeah. So next, the wife goes 
to work at the bank, you know, and then um, he comes and parks his car in the parking and then gets the wife from the banking hall and right there, as people were passing by, he shot the wife seven times. Some of you sisters, you're on your way to destiny. You don't need some foolish men in your life. It's hot. Yes. If you are some way, some way girl, you need some way, some way man. You understand what I'm saying? If you are some way, some way girl, you also need some way, some way man. But if destiny is in front of you, you don't choose any riffraff and say, I have fallen in love. How many women get up and kill their husbands? Few. Few. Yes, few. But how many men think they owe a woman's life belongs to them? All men. Once they put you in their home, they marry you, they, they think that you belong to me and your life is mine. That is the reason why it is not girl, it is not men that chooses women to marry. You, if you are a lady, listen to this. Let me bless you with this. That's why some of you are not married. What I'm coming to say is the reason some of you are not married. Even though you just did Valentine. <laughs> eh? <laughs> Even though you were just deceived with a fake ring. The prayer you pray for anybody who will be in your life. If you're a young lady, pray for a man that loves you, not a man you love. You can't be saying, oh, I don't love him. Even you, the man, you also have to pray for a woman who loves you. Not a woman you love, young man. You, at your age, young man, you're still looking for butterflies. Girls are looking for butterflies. You too, you're looking for butterflies. <laughs> I, I don't feel him. I'm not feeling him. Is she feeling you? That's what matters. You know why? The Proverbs 31 woman, the, the Bible says she doeth no harm to her husband. Somebody who loves you will not do you harm. Are you listening to me? Pray for who loves you, not the one you love. Like that, like that. She, she was shot dead. She's gone. Huh? If you're advancing, that's the chief preacher of universalism, <laughs> Carlton Pearson. Yes. If you are, if you are, your destiny is shooting or is going to shoot like the stars. And you marry an insecure, jealous man. It won't end well. 
when you get a promotion at work, it's because you slept with your boss. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, sometimes you tell people, listen, if you ended your education in class seven, no, you can't end class eight. Form four. Let, form four. You do form four, right? You do form four, right? If you end your education as a man in class, form four, don't go and marry a PhD woman. <laughs> James, listen to me carefully. Don't go and marry a master's holding woman. Because you will translate everything she does from your form for living certificate. That's a young man. Yes. <laughs> Is it just because they dress like pastor doesn't make them pastors? <laughs> yes. Today so he's going to rot he, the entirety of his life where he truly belongs anyway. But she's gone. If you, you, you're you see, unless you have the, the dream that you go back to school, you will still study. You see, wherever you are now, don't let anybody tell you that's the end. Yeah. Some of you are so much in a hurry. I don't know why you are in a hurry. Yes. Some of you can easily go back to school. Don't let anybody tell you it's not possible. Are you listening to me? But if you stop at form four, look for a woman who stopped at form four. Do you understand? And marry her. So when she doesn't cook for you, you will not do, oh, is it because I'm not educated and you are educated? You see yourself talking like a fool and you're a man. Or if you will go beyond a form four, be sure that you are very confident in yourself. That whether, you see, you may not even have gone beyond 4-4, four, four, but there are things you should have done in terms of personal development that even a master's degree holder, being your wife, can ask you for counsel. So if you not work on yourself, huh? you will not work on yourself in terms of your personal development. Just go for form 4 girl. You are form 4 boy. Look for form 4 girl or form two <laughs> look for form two girl and you'll be forever happy do you get it but don't be form four two you are insecure and you are not confident if it's not something we don't say why would a girl see this face and marry this face <laughs> I, I, hey, girls, you are wonderful, oh. Hey, you are wonderful. <laughs> you, you are too, 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 too wonderful. <laughs> the most difficult person to convince is a girl in love. <clears throat> 
That's the most difficult person to convince. Yes, it's a girl who has fallen in love. Yes. <laughs> Every, these people who have bad dreams, please remove this. We don't want to have bad dreams. <laughs> Are you listening? Otherwise, the whole marriage will be full of acrimony. It will be full of conflicts. It will be full of fightings. The day you are too tired to cook. Hey. Hmm, PhD holders cannot cook for form four livers. <laughs> and as that is happening, it starts verbally next. It's physical. Because now he must subjugate you under his form four certificate. You must come subjected to the certificate. Masters or no masters. You see, the fact that it feels good doesn't make it right. It feels good. Man, this boy feels good. But you you know between you and heaven, he has no right to be in your life. The church is quiet. Were you here on Valentine's? That's what I would have taught you on Valentine. Yeah. <laughs> it feels good. The sex feels wow. This, in fact, most of you, your temptation is that this is the only guy who has ever taken you to cloud nine. <laughs> he knows all the right spots. And here's a pastor saying, leave that guy. Leave cloud nine. No, 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 pastor. <laughs> pastor, no. Pastor, please, you don't understand. Pastor, you don't, like, you don't understand. <laughs> you know, pastor, it's, it's not a certificate. You just forget that one. You, you, pastor, you don't understand. I, I wish I could make you understand. <laughs> okay. And I can, that, not just this example, I can give you another example. I, I can give you, you, you can't be educated as a woman and do well in marriage with an uneducated. Yes. Yeah. Even, you see, from the side of men is manageable. Yeah. From the side of men is manageable where the man is more educated. And then he marries a form four girl. Is easy to even work with. Yeah. You, 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 you can get a lot of understanding from him. Oh, you know, he has, she hasn't gone far in. You know, that's why she sometimes... Uh, you get a lot of kindness, consideration. But when the role reverses, it is because now he's suffering from an inferior complex. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Yeah. <laughs> and it never works out. At the end of the day, you'll see that that form four man will go to his level and be very happy. And you too, you have to fight, find your level in order to be very happy. Yes. Are, are you listening to me? I don't know what brought me here. Okay. Something brought me here. Something brought me here. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, whatever it is you believe in, eh, it will affect what you do, how you think. 
So there is what God says. And then there is what men are saying. So some people end up believing more in what people are saying than what God is saying. Because we have a generation of young men who are too lazy. If they are not lazy, they are too proud to own a Bible and to sit down and read the Bible. Is it? There's a Gen Z Bible. What is in that one? It's, it's a Kenyan thing, Gen Z. It's an American Bible. And it's for Gen Z. Uh-uh. Does he have any of these things we have here? Yes. Ah. Wait, oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. Are you sure Jesus hasn't come and we have been left behind? Are you sure Jesus hasn't come already? He hasn't come. Are, are you sure we are not left behind? <laughs> Careful. Yeah. You see, it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. The devil is resurrecting age-old heresies and Pumping them back into the church. Heresies that the fathers of the faith fought. Heresies that fathers of the faith died for. All those heresies are being brought back to the church now. Are you listening to me? So Jesus says that, but you say, which means that there is what God is saying. And then there is what men are saying. What are they saying? It is all right for people to say to their parents, Sorry, I can't. Ah, now you are pretending you are. I can't. That's a black tax. It's directly contradistinct to the word of God. You take the the issue of what people are saying against parents and it is incongruent to scripture. You cannot find an alignment for these utterances in the scriptures. Sorry, I can't help you for I have vowed to give to God what I would have given to you. So they use the cloak of religion to do dishonor to their parents. Hey, listen to me. So if a preacher preaches that, you should know why he's preaching that. It's because you might give your offering to your mother. Do we need offering? We do. Do we need tithe? We do. Badly. In fact, more than you can ever imagine. Yes. But scripture is scripture. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Sorry, I can't help you. I believe that our lives as people will be so much blessed 
if we go back to the Old Testament and gauge how fathers blessed sons and the, the exchange that went into those blessings. Careful. Verse 6. In this way you say they don't need to honor their parents. You say. And so you cancel the word of God for the sake of your own tradition. People are canceling the word of God these days. (laughs) Yes. If I preach it and it will benefit me, Charlie, who cares what is in the Bible? Yeah. And that's becoming more popular. Are you listening to me? Verse 7. You hypocrites. Isaiah was right (laughs) when he prophesied about you. For he wrote, let's see what Isaiah, you see even Jesus is a student of the scriptures. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Even as a man, if by reason of grace and mercy, you find yourself in a small position, you will have people around you who honor you with their lips. They'll call you daddy Gio. Gio daddy. Papito. (laughs) Hey, they honor you with what? Their lips. But their hearts are far from you. This is why the circle of people who hang around me reduces. Yes. When you can see the the honor of lips and the distance of hearts. It's dangerous to have people who honor with lips and their hearts are kept far away from you. Yes. I had somebody sit in this church who came to my house. When he came to my house, my houseboy engaged him in a very weird conversation. My houseboy was referring to me as a foreigner, as a stranger. This man. And he was talking to my own church member. What I expected my somebody have impacted is apostle. I don't think you're saved. What is it? The young man who works for you, this is what he calls you. So he was asking him questions about what I'm doing. This young man kept quiet, finished what he was doing for me, collected his money and left. Never said a word. You see, if somebody would kill me or the young man would kill me, he would have killed me. So another time he came to do another work in the house. And I think he looked around and the houseboy was not there. That's after a couple of months. He came back to do something. Then he is now telling me, oh, you know, man of God, apostle, when I was here, the, 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 so he's, I, I fired him. 
He said, oh, okay. Right that time he said something. You see, Alda, you'll be telling me when I'm dead. I, I think you're waiting for me to come to my grave on my second anniversary. And then you say, oh, man of God, as you rest in peace, you know, I heard something and I thought I should, I, I brought flowers to your grave. And I thought I should share the gospel of Gen Z. <laughs> oh, Lord. It's about to get worse. <laughs> so, now he's not telling me what the houseboy told him. Are you listening? Yes. That is being around somebody with your lips. But your heart is far away. Many of us seated here, we are here and our lips are towards God, but our hearts are far from God. And I can give you one example of how far your heart is. If you walked into church today on a Sunday and for some inexplicable reason, the church is not swept and clean, some of you will sit into, in this church comfortably waiting for the worship team. I love God. I love God. Wow, his house is dirty. God has to leave heaven to come and, oh, but I'm not an usher. Oh, but I'm not a chief. Oh, but I'm not a pastor. You, you say you love God, but your heart is far from him. And then God looks down and he sees you and he says this. Some of you think you're born again. God sees you as religious. Careful. Yeah. I told somebody, you know, even if your house is big, you can, you can only sleep in one room at a time. Yes. Yeah. All my life I have provided um, residence and I've always lived with all my, my sons. Always. Yeah? Always. Even when I married, I had people literally living with my family. Always. Sometimes when I see people, you know, complain about accommodation, I don't have a place to stay. Yeah? And those of you who are in this church who have hosted even church people in your homes... You bear witness to what I'm saying. You see somebody, you know, how, you know, um, help pitcher sang. Some of you, you, you may have how many rooms. You will not pick somebody from church to your home. Yes. Because, you see, it comes back to the same thing. They honor you with their lips. And only because of what they will get. But their hearts. from you. Yeah? In this church, I've taught things. I've taught how to live with somebody. Have I not taught? <laughs> Some of you, you don't have accommodation crisis. You have heart crisis. Royako. Nimbaya. Nichafu. Do you understand? Like, you have a bad heart. 
somebody just have to bring you around the environment and they discover your bad heart. One of the things I am fighting now is people using the church and using the church members. Yeah, they are only your church member as long as they need accommodation. Who is giving them accommodation? Your church member. If there's no more accommodation, they find a church. You're not even a correct church member. We, I don't even want you in this church. If this is your church and you live with this brother and the brother says, Charlie, I need space for fornication. Still come to church. <laughs> Still come to church. Yeah. Who, Jesus appointed the church so that you get Airbnb. No. The church is not a provider of Airbnb. Yes. The brother needs space. I listen to me. Yes. If you live with somebody, be prepared for a season to look like they employed you even in their home as a worker. If you live with somebody, this thing of going into people's, you know, with, with your shoulders high. <clears throat> Meanwhile, you are the squatter. Yes. You are patching in somebody's, and yet you, you, you act like you see, there's no benefit from you to the person apart from cooking. And you cook because you have to eat the food. Yes. There's no other benefit apart from cooking. The person receives no benefit from you. And we know why you are doing the cooking. Now you the chop and pass. So you make the cooking look like, yeah, I do something in this house because you go chop them first. That even betrays how, how wicked you are as a person. If you get offended, shoriako. Has somebody told this pastor there's accommodation crisis? I don't know. I'm teaching. Huh? Yes. There was a time I was living with my brothers in a classmate of mine's home. As pastors as we are, we'll make sure that the house of this classmate of ours was very clean. You don't even clean the toilet. Their lips is with you, but their heart is far from you. I had another brother from the church. I said, good teachers use what? Examples. That has shocked me to my bones up till today. When I say this story, you see certain reactions. And I'll show you where the reactions will come from. Watch, watch out. So I had 
this brother from church come to stay with me? And I, 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 I occupy my time. I, they, they, I must always be thinking of something or doing something. Do you understand? So, I decided to now build. There are things I want to build. So, I was building raised beds, which are fit with lights, you know. And I was, I buy the wood, do it myself. So, one day I was talking to this brother. And I said to the brother, ah, I better finish this project. I've done two. I need two more. I've not found the time to do it. I said, I better finish this project. And they look like mini coffins. Do you understand? You, some of you don't understand what I mean. You have, it's going to hold flowers. So it looks like mini coffins. So I told this brother that ah, I better finish this thing, put them at the right places, put flowers in them. Before this one, I'm a foreigner. Somebody will come to my house and say, hey, this man is burying people. And they see the bed the, and say, ah, he's constructing coffin, coffins, you know. So before the, somebody thinks like that, I better get to this thing and finish it. Then, few days after, my landlady sent a plumber to the house. You see reactions very soon, you wait. Sent a plumber to the house to fix something up in the house. I was not there. The brother was there with this plumber. Then when I came back, the brother said, oh, apostle, um, the plumber asked me questions. He asked me, what is this for? That one he told him. <laughs> that one he told him. Then he asked me, what is this for? Now pointing to the coffin look alike. And the brother said, I told him, oh, he's just there. So, all the blood in my body oozed into the ground. You just told him it's just there. As though by preempting what will happen, we had a conversation and you could easily have told this person of the notion that I'm a coffin maker. By telling him that, oh, we're going to put flowers in it. The brother told this inquisitive inquirer, is just there. So, he lives with the impression that the coffee maker's house. So, when the brother said this, I said, wow. In fact, every, every, every courage in me drained. Because now, I cannot truly know your heart. It means you will watch somebody have the wrong impression about me and you wouldn't care. What will go wrong, I will slap you for telling somebody that we're putting flowers in this. What would I do to you for? Some of you are in this church. People sold the wrong impressions about me to you. 
what they didn't tell you that I'm, I'm the most caring human being, I'm the most loving human being, I'm the most understanding human being they've ever met in their lives. Some of you look at me like, jump and pass. When I come, you say, jump and pass. They didn't tell you I'm the most loving because you see, people benefit from painting you a certain way whilst close to you so that others will look like, oh, is Kimuta who is enduring this man? Kimuta has a heart, oh, he's enduring. No, you should see what flows from me to the person. When the brother told me, I went up to my bed and I coiled in it because I wouldn't wait for somebody to think something of you that doesn't exist. Okay, God, and he works in mysterious ways. Every now and then, he will show you the heart of the people that surround you. Don't, don't argue with God. He sees what you cannot see. Honor me with their lips, but their heart. All right, when people see me, they say, the Nigerian, the Nigerian. Do you understand? Yeah. Somebody walks to, to my company, if you just say, ah, he's not making coffin. Yeah. But I'm, I'm actually working to even make the house more beautiful. Do you understand? Yes. <laughs> the new Shakahola is here. Listen. He makes them, he puts them in a coffin. Do you understand? Yeah. Huh? You see, some of you complain how, you know, you, you maybe you used to be close to Mandela. And you say, oh, Mandela has changed. Yeah, Benson has changed. And you say, Frank has changed. The only person who has not changed is you. Yeah. You, you can see people have changed. You, you are the only one who hasn't changed, isn't it? Oh, he has changed. Now that he has small person, he has changed. Oh, she, small money she has gotten. She has changed. You are the only one who hasn't changed to yourself. We thank God for your life. Isn't it true that every action brings forth a reaction? So when somebody changes to us, you have to ask them, why have you changed? We used to sit down and drink tea. Why have you changed? We used to sit down and eat brown ugali. Why have you changed? But they won't ask. Hmm. They'll tell everybody who cares to know. These days, hmm. you should see Frank. He treats some of us like midgets. Yeah, he has changed. Oh, he has changed. You have to ask yourself, why has he changed? There are people when you're trying to teach them something, then they look at you like an enemy. Yeah. So these days, I don't have time to teach anybody anything. I'm tired of being looked at as an enemy. I'm fighting for your life. I look like an enemy. Do the right thing. I look like an enemy. You think that this thing about marriage started today. Ah, started Kitambo. 
One day I had to call the entire church together and I put a secretary by my side. I said, let's cap, you come up with the rules of how you want to marry in this church. <laughs> the way you want to, to marry. Yeah, you come up with it. And the secretary was on standby to write every proposal. And then we adopted. Now this is how people marry in the church. Don't sleep. If I was you, when we were dancing, you didn't sleep. <laughs> hey. Careful. Yeah. Uh, if your heart is not right, eh, I'm telling you, you will lose so much in your life. You can, your lips can be correct. Many of you, you have mastered the art of saying the right things. You know, apostle, the way you have been a blessing in my life. Ah, man of God. There is only one of you. God sent one of you to me. Forget everybody in that church. He sent you because of me. Hey, I have seen people who said the right things. God knew as stubborn as I am. I needed a stubborn leader like you. (laughs) My personal person. My reverend. My daddy, my daddy. (laughs) God knew my stubbornness needed iron. And he sent you. (laughs) So you can use your iron to sharpen Saying the right thing, you can perfect it. But you see, the heart is a mystery in itself. Yeah. The heart is a mystery. That's why when people laugh, you see, many of you will do wrong things with people you are loving and in love with. Eh? What, listen to what is coming out. Many of you will do the wrong things with the people you're in love with or loving, eh? like together, because Eric loves me. I say, Eric, let's go now. We are going to rob a bank. It's between me and Eric. We're going wrong because we love each other, right? One day, Eric will repent and use me as a testimony. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? He will, he's going to repent one day and use me as a testimony. I cannot teach other people, you know, the church money. Just take this and write now, instead of 100,000, write 20,000. You know, write 20,000. You understand, I'm, I'm, your, I'm your pastor. If I teach her that, the day she repents after working with me, she will say how I, I, I am a thief. You understand? She will say how I am a thief. What kind of a pastor tells administrator and has stated the figures? Uh-huh. So now that she has repented, is it some of you one day someone will use you for testimony? Yeah. Some of you you hear your story on Lin Googie and you say, Hey. 
Somebody is fooling with you today. They will go to Lin Ngugi and tell your story. (laughs) So whether in love or not, always make sure you are doing the right thing. So when love is gone and the person walks away from you, they cannot have stories to tell. Secrets. I have secrets. Then you'll be there. When you hear the person say, the things I have to say, if I say, that church will no longer exist. (laughs) That's why you won't be the first person to leave the church. Yes. Do you understand? So, whether you are, you see, I'm even talking about your beloved. I'm even talking about your beloved. Whether in love or not, make sure what you do is right. The church is quiet. <laughs> Some people think that, oh, once we are in love, Charlie, we can, it's fine. Yeah, all is, all is fair in love and war. Isn't, is that not what they say? All is fair in love. And war. You've never heard it. Oh, all is fair in love and war. Yeah. So, Charlie, it's fine. Yes, all is fair in love and then in war. There's no formula for fights. Yeah. So, when it comes to fight, all is fair. Do you get it? Yeah. That's why I'm telling you that you must, you must know for yourself what is right. And then you're going to sit there and tell stupid stories. Oh, oh, you know, the way he slept with me. Rape or sleep? Rape or sleep? You know, I don't understand women, by the way. Men, do you understand them? Men, do you understand them? Yeah, we just came from men's conference, so... I'm talking to the men. Men, do you understand them? I I don't know how men feel when they start hearing, he used me. Ah. (laughs) We don't understand though. Were you not enjoying? Were you not not calling names? (laughs) What's my name? Were you not calling names? You see, women have the perception that men benefit more from sex than men. Yeah, it's not true. Yes, it's not true. If you put a man down and you put a woman down, if you put a man down who has not had sex for six months and you put a a lady down, a vena down, and you put a man down, I'm using... (laughs) Of the two, the most frustrated human being between the two is a vena, not the guy. When women don't have sex, they become very erratic. An ant crossing the road can create world war. Yes. That is why in a, in a home where the man and the woman are not having sex, yeah, 
You see, the man is very composed. When he comes back from work, you sit down, you have coffee, you know, and then the woman, is, he's not feeling it. He's not feeling it. And then two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, we're going to three months, no sex. Then she has to cause a fight. Because the man is very contained. He's all right. The ladies know I'm telling, I'm telling on them. Do you know, the man is very cool. He knows that there's a problem. You know, we have not resolved it. Uh, then, the, you see, the woman's problem becomes twice compounded. Because she's proud and not solving. Let, let me tell you, ladies, problems in homes are solved by you, not men. You must be the kind of a woman who solves problems in the home. If you live as men, we will jump into a box. We all have boxes. Mandela has a box. Benson has a box. And once we enter that box, I'm telling you, we are all sufficient. So you see that if the problem is not being solved, you see one person is wild in the house. It's not the husband. You will not see the husband. Foolish children. Look at your head like somebody's head. I know. <laughs> Men are not doing that. Men are not doing that. Men are not doing that. You see the daughter comes and he, he, he hugs the daughter. Because even in the fight, the daughter reminds him of his wife who is misbehaving. But let the daughter make some mistakes. A foolish girl talking like your father. You see, it is the expressions of many other frustrations. Let me continue my teaching. Be careful that you are not a person who honors with your lips and your heart is what? Far away. Kichwa kama babayako. Kichwa kama babayako. Mom, I can't find my socks. Foolish boy. Of all your father's problem, you also want to add to the problem. You see, only one person is very frustrated. The man hears only you, you and your father. He takes his back and he's going to work. Cool, cool. <laughs> Are you learning something? That's why proud women suffer a lot in marriage. Yes. Yes, proud because of the box. Yeah, you see that once the, the man will jump into his box. Yeah. You see that he's watching TV and you are passing in front of the TV like you are going to World War. I, I forgot him. He, he's frustrated. If they are dating, you see that you'll be there looking on your phone. He'll call, he'll call. Parker, you are even angry with the phone. Yes. Humble yourself. Yes. I think it's from that point you should learn submission. You know? You learn. Instead of the expressions of frustration and the whole house is in, hey, just calm down. Go to a guy in the night and say, honey, we gotta talk. You see, instead of all these wild, wild, pent up feelings, 
Do you understand? It's called pent up feelings. Yes. Just, just humble yourself. You see that your husband will make love to you that night he's never done before. Just because you have humbled yourself. And then all your frustration, tomorrow morning you wake up and you'll be singing. Oh, single, single. Praise the Lord. Oh, single. One week ago you couldn't single, single, single. It's called pent up feelings. Yes. See you greeting Jesus in the morning. (laughs) It's simple. Tell your neighbor it's very simple. Tell your neighbor, you see the pastor is trying to make it very simple for us. somebody goes to work, then you see on your status, you see, these days they have many places to express the pent up feelings. You just see status update. You see a status update like a man that does not take care of his own house is worse than an infidel. (laughs) Is instead of instead of being correct, you're trying to replace being correct with throwing up scriptures. <laughs> they are giving you the meaning. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. Some of you are too young for all this. Some of you, your young ladies, your pent up feelings are making you look like old ladies. Be happy. Do you understand? When you say something, mean it with your heart. Yeah. Pent up feelings refer to feelings that are not expressed or released. Some of you young sisters are suffering from sexual pent up feelings. Marry too, you don't want to marry. Many of you, that's why some of you, when we appoint you as leaders, when you appoint married people who are being serviced regularly as leaders, as leaders, should I close the church? <laughs> the church is very peaceful. <laughs> but when you appoint single sisters, who are not being served regularly because of pent-up feelings. Do you understand? Everywhere is hostile. Yes. Many working environments are full of people with pent-up feelings. (laughs) I should close the church now. Me, myself, I want to close now. (laughs) So, when you see the sisters wild, shouting, a lot of shouting is due to better feelings. (laughs) 
pent up anger occurs when angry feelings are expressed but not but are experienced but not expressed that's why a man will write three three sentences on an issue and a woman will write I haven't mentioned your name just look straight forward read more you see read more there's more read it read more <laughs> men rarely suffer from pent up feelings are you listening to me yeah and then you see the consequence is that it can lead to higher levels of conflict avoidance guilt irritability like you are you are just irritated You see, some husbands don't know that a woman's irritability is because they have not done their job for a long time. Like, your wife is irritated around you. She's shouting on the children. You think the children have done something? Nothing. It is you. You're the cause. Sometimes you should know that a woman's irritableness is from Pent-up feelings. Have you seen those videos where a woman comes and then takes the food, drops it on the table. The man opens, there's nothing. Uh Eh? And then he realizes, hey, I've not been working. Then she's bringing the cup of water, he drops it there. Then the man grabs the woman and takes her inside the bedroom. Then when they come out, she comes and serves like. <laughs> what do you want to eat? Yes. <laughs> are, are you learning something? Yeah. You see, the man is cool, but the pent up feelings in the wife, even serving the food, hey, is with anger. See this mumu is coming to eat my food, but you won't even do anything. You have to take the food. Then the man, the, what do you need the energy for? Then the man receives a revelation. Say, hey, yeah, a lot of irritability around here. Charlie, I've not been working. You get a point now? Yeah. Depressive symptoms, rumination. Do you know rumination? Oh, do you know rumination? When they are there and then they are chewing. I haven't mentioned anybody's name. When you see yourself ruminating, like you are just in one small, thinking of what to do, you have a lot of pent up feelings. Rumination. And decreased life satisfaction. You see that, Charlie? Life is not, yeah, it has no meaning. <laughs> Today you have discovered that your ruminating is due to pent up feelings. <laughs> hey, you have something you want to let out of your chest. But the thing is that you just, you know. If only I can kill some people. 
I can kick off some people. I feel like killing some people. Some people, they feel like killing me, but they just know that I won't die. <laughs> Careful. Favor, are you understanding what I'm teaching you? I'm giving you keys. Keys to unlock happiness. I'm giving keys to unlock happiness. When next pastor do is very irritated, jump on him and rip him. <laughs> he will thank you after raping him. He will say, "Thank you, my wife. Thank you, my wife." One one husband told me, "When I don't have sex, I become very depressed." Yes, I become very depressed. He said, "Sex is his way out of depression." Yes. So when as you see pastor do very irritated the day the day he shouts at white man tell yourself hey he needs rape oh man <laughs> hey before he Smashes white man's head. He just say, let me save my children. If I can save my children from irritability, I'll sacrifice myself. I listen to what I'm teaching. Okay, go back to my... (laughs) Yes, we understand English. A deep... There are some people when I'm teaching, they they ruminate as I teach. Yeah. Yeah, they ruminate as I teach. Yes. Like they are in deep thought. They just hear my voice. Like they've sunk in deep thought. You understand? Then they know they are in church. All right, but that my teaching now develops echo. Echo, 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 echo. They hear me after I've spoken. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, now, this is Jesus. Go back to the prophet. He's old. Do you get it? Yeah? So, your parents being old is not a cause for dishonor. Do you understand? Yeah, it doesn't matter how your parents look. It's not a cause for dishonor. So, the prophet is old. Go, go ahead. We passed all this. I told you, you see a reaction. They don't to give me. He was an old man now and could no longer see. And many people think that's the point you can dishonor somebody when they are weak. Yeah, when they are weak. It's not true. Fathers are not one of such people. Do you, do you understand? That when they are weak, when they are blind, when they cannot see. Verse, verse 5. But the Lord had told Ahijah Jeroboam's wife will come here pretending to be someone else. She will ask you about her son for his very sake. Give her the answer I give you. Verse 6. Careful. So when Ahijah heard her footsteps at the door, he called out, Come in, wife of Jeroboam. 
why are you pretending to be someone else? Then he told her, I have bad news for you. Give your husband, Jeroboam, this message from the Lord. The God of Israel. I promoted you from the ranks of the common people and made you ruler over my people Israel. God is now reminding Jeroboam where he picked him from. Some of us, let's not act in a way that God has to remind you where he took you from. I said, I pray that you don't change and become a candidate of God's reminder of where he picked you from. Because what comes next is not good. You were humble in church for years and God smiled on you and opened a door. Now you are so arrogant. You have no honor for God. Don't become a candidate that God has to remind where he picked you from. As I always tell you, no matter how blessed you become, don't change. Be the same person. No matter how God is. You see, a lot of times God's blessings or the blessings we have end up becoming snares in our hearts, in our lives. When somebody has to remind you uh, of something they've done for you, is because you've developed an attitude. Whenever somebody has to remind you, is it me you're talking to like this? Really? Wow. Hmm? Oh, how? You forgot it? Wow. You forgot it? Wow. One of my pastors picked a, a certain woman from a Mabati house. Took her money and moved her and her family to a correct house. Do you understand? One day you see what this person is doing against the pastor. Umesa, how? You forgotten? A lot of people is like they need reminders. They need reminders. They need reminders. Yeah. If pastors are not humble, will you sermons to remind you? Yes. If pastors are not like trained in a way to teach, you, you, you line up the church and today is your reminder day. <laughs> yes. As a pastor, I know the condition in which many people came to my church. Yes. I know. Even if today you wear, you wear, you wear Gucci, I know. If today you are wearing bone straight, I can still, do I need to remind you? No. And God has to remind Jeroboam from the common rank of the people I picked you and I promoted you. Yes. And made you ruler over my people. Verse 8. There's a reason I'm in 1 Kings 14. Don't worry that I've not given you point number two. I don't know why you are in a hurry. Yes. I reap. So see, God is saying that you see, the, the kingdom, I literally has to use force to take it from somebody else 
so that you can have it. I ripped the kingdom away from the family of David and gave it to you. But you have not been like my servant David. This is one of the most, this is one of the most idiosyncratic feelings of past. Okay, let me say me. Some of the people who are here bad to me and to the church. Yeah? Bad. Sometimes you sit down and you're like, oh, I was, I was punishing David because of what this person has done worse. I don't know if you understand it. Yes. You, you're torn apart because... It's easy for many of you here to point at orangos and say they are bad people. Meanwhile, you, you are worse. God ripped the kingdom from David because things were, and then he gave it, he said, by you. Ah, Even to just be like my servant David, you've not reached the standard. He obeyed my commands and followed me with all his heart and always did whatever I wanted. Sometimes when you see the work done by Orangus, do you understand? And then they fell along the way. Sometimes your heart even grows fonder that you rather have an Orangu like that than the ones here. And then that this way they'll start frowning. And that's why I have to be gidigbam and teach. You, your heart grows fonder than somebody who has positions or leadership or around the church and doesn't even want the church to advance. You see that your heart grows fonder for David as God's heart grew fonder for David. If I fire the choir leader, then I put Eric. Hey, then when I see the work that Fever used to do, and I see Eric now, he's just, he's just, he's just. <laughs> then you see that my heart is now fonder for David. Yes. And I said, this guy I ripped the position from and gave to him. You see, she was, oh, she used to obey me. She used to do everything I say. This guy now, they sing Uzikiti in the church. Then you see, your heart grows fonder for what? Because Jeroboam is not even close to what? David. And I dare say to many of you here, and you can be offended. There are some people who are no more in this church. You yourselves know the truth. That you are not even close to how they were. The church is quiet. Yes. Now, now he's praising. He's praising Orangus above some of us. Who have been very loyal. <laughs> And we are seated here. You mean he can praise orangus? Listen, truth is one. Yes? 
Truth is what? There are some people I can't sit here and even say anything bad about them. Yeah. I can't even stand here and say something bad about them. Hey, that you hang around there eh, is not like, is not the, is not, doesn't mean you are loyal. Hey. There are people who have left this church who are more loyal still to this church than some of you. Maybe you are hanging around because there's one sister you haven't chopped yet. (laughs) Yeah, there's one sister you haven't chopped yet. Sometimes you have to pause and analyze the people who are around you. Yes. God looked at Jeroboam and said, You, you have not been like my servant David. And I tell people that they are my jam, but it's the truth. Yes. At least some who were around, they were helping to build something. You, what are you, what are you doing? I said that's one of the idiosyncratic feelings. Even of fathers, you see that you have, you have like um, three children. Then there's this particular one who is very, she'll do everything, but then you, you fall out. Isn't it? Then maybe that your son or daughter leaves the house. Yeah? But then the truth is that after she leaves, you see that these are that two who don't give you a hala, who don't, they don't also do anything for you. Then you see your heart grows fonder for David. You, you will even prefer that one with all his faults than this one that only switches on TV and eat and whatever. When you even need a glass of water, I'm teaching truth. Truth is one. Oh, maybe I had only one problem with favor. You see, that's where we all stand before God. Maybe I had only one problem with favor. Do you know what the problem is? She comes to church late. That's the only problem. So as I'm growing older, as I grow older, I'm learning to accommodate people with their nonsense. It's when you are young. Now, with all her nonsense, I'll say, praise the Lord. Yeah? Rather than rip the kingdom from David, give it to Jeroboam, and he's not anywhere close to my servant David. If you get offended, Nishidayako. Yeah. Is it all this thing? The devil is wild. Yeah. All this thing, the devil is involved. Yeah. And the devil is very smart. Sometimes you see that he wants to destroy somebody's life right under you. Yeah, he wants to destroy somebody's life right under you. And then when 
instead of being spiritual, such a person, they are more carnal, then he widens the gap and he comes in. And it's not the first time I'm saying this. Some, I said some. Always mark my word, some. I always use the word some. Amen? So, with all the problems Winnie Masai has, Winnie Masai, if she's doing something that advances the church with all her problems that come from Masai land, do you understand? We will just keep Winnie Masai and be praying for Winnie Masai. Do you, do you understand? Because Jesus said, He who does not gather with me scattereth. All of you have, most of you have become scattereth. Yes, you now scattereth. Why? Why is he calling us scattereth? Because you are not what? A gatherer. A gatherer does not scatter. But a non gatherer is busy. Scattering. The people who suck other people from this church are the ones who have never done center work. One young man who has never gone to do once, he hasn't brought a shadow of a, 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 a possible soul. Like the shadow, just the shadow, that the shadow might accept Jesus has already chopped five girls. You would understand when Jesus says that he that gathered not with me scattered. Because all you are seated here for is to satisfy your erection. But if you were in the fields and sweating and gathering five people and gathering ten people, you see that scattering will not be a thing in your life. Some of you young men, I don't know what you think we are. We are the ones to find girls to bring them here so you can enter relationships with them. They'll never get anybody into the choir. But the moment a nice sister comes into it and jumps in, you see them brothers who are very, like, very happy. Very happy. They brought me another customer. They're very happy. Very happy. You see that that sister now for some reason will disappear. And the brother is still there. That's what I'm saying. That, that you are still here. It's not a sign that you are loyal. Yeah. How many girls in this church do I have their phone numbers? You, you have everybody's phone number. But which of those numbers are souls you brought to church? Are you listening to the teaching? Yes. So sometimes, even if, if it's you, eh, just ask yourself, am I up to the standard of David in this man's life? Or as I am Jeroboam, I'm worse off. Yes. I'm worse off. You see? 
Masai, sit down. Why am I saying this? When you, you go walking with a dog, hmm, and your dog stops following you, you will know. You're, you're walking your dog, then your dog, yeah, me, me, I end at home. When you turn around and you don't see the dog, you know it has stopped following. But when human beings stop following you, you will never know. They can sit in the church. They can sit at the front seat. When you sit, they are not boom, fire. But they long stopped following you. You will never know. Let me bring it to our lives. When a man falls out of love with a woman, you will know. When a woman stops falling in love with you, you will never know. You may and may never know. <laughs> you will never know. You see, and all these instances check the heart. Yes. As for the dog, he said, I'm not following you. I'm gone. You've seen the dog is gone. It has stopped following. Some people, they are, they've given themselves two months because they are studying a particular church to see if from here they'll just jump into that church. So the person stopped following you. They are soon to be a member of another. You don't even know. When the time is right, I, the Lord God, will make it. That's the language of human beings. When the time is right, you see their moves, yes? And you see it even in politics. Here, you see it in politics. So, you don't, just that people are seated here and they say, praise the Lord. Amen, pastor. No, it does not mean that. That is loyalty. Careful. So you have to ask yourself, you see, if I appoint you the leader of dancing stars, you have to ask yourself, will I be better than David? Will I be close to David? To the one who is appointing me? Will I be, or will I be Jeroboam? Yeah. You have to ask yourself, will I be better than David? Will I be to the standard of David? Because look at how God testified who he obeyed my and followed me with all and always did whatever I wanted. If you one day marry a divorcee, you have to surpass David in his life. Maybe that wife had good parts, good things about her. Only one aspect is missing. You, you came with all your gangaria. Like you are plenty, plenty. Like the man, the man regret that he lefted one for you. You're like you, 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 you are a whole Somalia. And on top of your Somalia, Somalianess, you don't even cook for him. When the one he lefted was there, he used to eat hot meals. You, you only have ice cream in the fridge. You've got to ask yourself, will I be better than David 
or will I be worse like Jeroboam? Are you listening to me? That's why it's good to um, interview people before you are in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. So you get to know. Are you listening to me? If I had a protocol before I made you a protocol, you have to interview. You have to do interview. Why did this other protocol not last? Then you ask, will I be like David or will I be worse than? All my protocols are Jeroboamic. Yes, and Jeroboamic. Oh, yeah. Then when you say, you have not been like my servant David. You get it? Yes. Somebody was fired and you were put in the place of the person you have to interview. Then your boss will say, hey, I wish that my servant. (laughs) Then people who don't have so much your standards are too high. Your standards are like this. No. God has standards. David was his standard. Yeah. I said God has. David was. His standard. And he was showing Jeroboam. I was better off with. David. The house of David. Than with you. Verse 9. You have done more evil. Than all who lived before you. <laughs> you have made other gods for yourself. Now, this is what places David above the other kings. Of all the kings, this is why he's a man after God's heart. Of all the kings, David is the only king that never made an idol. When God says he's a man after my own heart, the, one of the reasons is that of all the kings, David never had an idol. Look, but look at his replacer, Saul. He slept in a witch's house. Look at his, his successor, Saul. He made a witch conjure the, the similitude of a prophet. So that he can see. And which was sorcery. Are you listening to me? Yeah. David never worshipped idols. It was God and God and God and God. In spite of the other things someone could say. The one thing he never did was. But this guy Jeroboam. He did more evil. He had other gods and made me furious with your gold calves. And since you've turned your back on me, verse 10, 
I will bring disaster on your dynasty. And I will destroy every one of your male's descendants. Slave and free and alike. Anywhere in Israel, I will burn up your royal dynasty as one burns up trash. Until it's all gone. Don't joke with what God is saying now. Until it's all gone. Verse 11, what does God say? The members of Jeroboam's family who die in the city will be eaten by dogs. If they die in the city, dogs will eat them. And those who die in the field will be eaten by vultures. I, the Lord, have spoken it. the Lord have spoken it. Then Ahijah said to Jeroboam's wife, go on. In fact, if you trace later, you see why, you see why Ahab was eating the descendant. In fact, the King James says, there will be no male that be set against the wall in Jeroboam's family. God was going to wipe out the entire lineage of men. You know, men peace against the wall. We always peace. We always looking for a wall. <laughs> Women don't look for walls. Yeah. So he was talking of the male line. He wipe it out. Yes. He wipe it out. I will cut off from Jeroboam him him that peace set against the wall. He's talking about males. Yes. Careful. Back to NLT. And is it verse 12 or so? I was in verse 12. Yeah. Then Ahijah said to Jeroboam, so I go on home. And when you enter the city, the child will die. When you enter the city, the child will. Verse 13. And all Israel will mourn for him and bury him. Now watch what God says. He is the only member of your family who will have a proper burial. For this child is the only good thing that the Lord, the God of Israel, sees in the entire family of Jeroboam. So when you question the death of this child, it may be, perhaps it may be, that that is the only good thing the Lord sees. And he calls it out, before things begin to go what? Bad. This is the only good thing the Lord sees. <laughs> In the entire family of what? Be careful. You may be the only good thing the Lord sees. Don't become cocky and arrogant. It may be that your standing in the faith may be the only good thing God sees in your entire family. Now that you want to degenerate, be careful because it may be that you are the only good thing the Lord sees in your family. So God says you bury this one. But after that, there will be no funeral for anybody in your family. When they die, vultures and dogs will eat them. Yes. Vultures and when they die in the field, vultures will come for them. If they die in the city, 
there will be city dogs that will eat them. Verse 14. In addition, the Lord will raise up a king over Israel who will destroy the family of Jeroboam. This will happen today, even now. My God. You know, some of you don't believe in the prophetic interventions in your lives. Yeah, but they are real. Verse 15. Then the Lord will shake Israel like a reed whipped about in a stream. He will uproot the people of Israel from this good land that he gave their ancestors and will scatter them beyond the Euphrates River. For they have angered the Lord with the Asherah poles that they have set up for worship. 16. He will abandon Israel because Jeroboam sinned and made Israel sin along with him. So Jeroboam's wife returned to Tezah and the child died just as she walked through the door of her home. And all Israel buried him. The Bible wants you to see the record. They buried him and mourned for him. The prophet said that as the Lord had promised. Yeah. Are you listening to me? Was there? Is that chapter 15? 19. The rest of the events of Jeroboam's reign, including all his wars and how he ruled, are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. Now he's referring to chronicles. Yes. He's referring to chronicles. Jeroboam reigned in Israel 22 years. When Jeroboam died, his son Nadab became the next king. I am showing you that an unbelieving king like Jeroboam uh, wanted God in his peculiar situation. Now, how much more believers? How much more believers? You see, when he was testifying, he spoke of how he sought God's face. Do you see God's face? Many of you are the champions of the arm of flesh. <laughs> Everything, you do it by might. You do it by power. But as for the spirit, ah, no. I can get it done. But to seek the face of God, to pray. Uh -uh. That's why many of us are limited. You know why? God is not in our every situation. There are people who can pray about their finances. Oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord. Finances, finances. Then when it comes to relationship, not a single prayer. They follow the heart. I think I'm teaching you something here. 
Relationship, they'll pray. Oh Lord, give me the right man. Just like your servant apostle said. One that will love me. And they'll pray, 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 my sister. They forget they are talking to themselves. Pray, my sister. They are telling themselves to pray. Pray, my sister. (laughs) So relationship, pray, 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 pray. Then when it comes to where to work, no prayer. Next, they are in KBL. Next, you are drunkard because you didn't seek the face of God in that situation. Or there's no KBL. Some of you take a job in the devil's house as long as it pays your One day, Mukami and her friend. She reminded me of this story the other day. That's why I'm using it as an example. They were testifying of something the Lord has done. And I went into the work they got. The work was a scamming job. She and her friend. So I was seated under a tree at Langata. <laughs> when they broke, and she said, I threw a chair at her. I don't remember. You see, when you get offended, I just know that I, I won't even remember after two years. Yeah. I th- she said, I threw a chair. I almost smashed her head with a seat. This is the job you want to do to scam people? On her way home, she said she cried all the way home. The other friend was Kangpe. Why are you crying? Why should you cry? Four days after that, they came and arrested everybody. Four days? Four days? Four days they arrested everybody. The only ones who escaped was her and her Kangpe friend. Plus the owner of the business. But every other mumu who didn't have a chair-throwing pastor, they were arrested. Someone will marry this one and it will be in the record. She's a criminal. <laughs> She's what? A criminal. <laughs> it had to take throwing of seats. I can't even remember, to be honest. Do you understand? But it saved her what? From being arrested. Yes. Your husband would have been married a criminal. And then when I'm officiating, I'm married. So who, who wants to marry this criminal? <laughs> hey. I don't know why. I think after they explained the job to me, you know, and some of us have reached a place where we do not care. Yes. That day I was dealing with criminals. <laughs> she was another criminal. You also another criminal. That same day. Aish. I was throwing seeds. You, I blasted you. I don't, I don't even remember. Yeah. 
she was going to be arrested. Ask this one also. You want to be arrested? Some of you, you are hardened already, so we can't do it much. Yeah? We'll come and visit you and say prayers with, for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll come and visit you. Yeah? As for visit, ah, we'll visit. I'm using her as an example so her children can know that I once upon a time almost broke a chair over her head like a wrestling match. (laughs) With threats. Now you remember you're like, wow. Some of you, God used this church to deliver you from a lot. Forget those of you who silently stop the bad things. Like you silently, once you join the church, you silently, Chinyamaji dropped the things. You are also still saved. <laughs> you, you didn't, you know, trumpet your testimony, but you dropped them. He said, hey, hey. I cannot continue like this. And you silently what? Yes. If not by now, you'll still be having sex with my size. <laughs> hey. Careful. <laughs> Let us pray. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Lord, we are about to sin. We have already fallen. We'll come back to Romans, Lord. (laughs) We'll come back to Romans after Romans. I like that. (laughs) We shall come back to Romans after Romans. Bass. (laughs) Careful. Everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standards. We shall come back. (laughs) What's the second scripture they read after the Romans? Romans what? After you finish, what scripture? Six what? Romans? Eh, Six? Romans six? Six? Romans 6.23. Which one? There must be an after scripture. There's a before scripture. And then there's an after scripture. Oh. Is it this one? Is it after scripture? (laughs) Where's the after scripture? Are you sure? There was a scripture before and after. Or the, the... the scripture before covers before and after. After. Ah, okay. So I got the order wrong. This is for all I've seen. So the scripture before. Six. Is it six? You didn't have before. But 
But there was prayer. Yes. <laughs> there was prayer before. Do you understand? And then now there is Romans 3, 23 after. Yeah? For all, everyone has sinned. So don't feel bad, my dear. Everyone has sinned. My dear, don't feel bad. Okay? Yeah, don't feel bad. Everyone has sinned, including us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, do you understand? And I'm just letting you know that God's ears are not too short. Mm-hmm. Everyone has fallen, you know. It's not just me and you. You see, if you don't know the Bible for yourself, that's how someone would twist it. And then it makes sense. Oh, yeah, but it's true. We, everyone has fallen. Yeah. Me, him, everybody. If we are falling, falling, falling. <laughs> Careful. So, when you now come to church, and then you are polished away from Romans 3.23, Endeavor to be better than my servant David. That's why, even though we don't have shepherding, uh, there are some people, I always point to them, like I'll tell Mukami, look at fortune well. But I, I always point people to certain people because you see, something has been done for you. It's only right that you also do the same for somebody else. So even though there's been no shepherd, if when I when I don't see fortune, I I I where is fortune? Then I even have to come up with a hashtag. Meanwhile, they've taken fortune to Shakohola Forest. <laughs> and fortune was praying to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to me, bring back fortune. When he came, he came to thank me. Thank you, Apostle, for letting them bring me back. <laughs> Careful. You see, that shows you the shepherding. Hey, whether it's gift on. Gift on, let me pray, stand. <laughs> or it's a grown-up. Kimutai, stand. You see, he's as important to God as grown Kimutai is. Yes. That's why Jesus could say, let the little children come unto me. For this is the kingdom. So you can easily think that he, he doesn't need shepherding. He needs shepherding. I've shepherded people's children. I've shepherded people's children. Some of you that your children are cool, kidogo, is from these teachings. Yes. True or not true? Is gift on cool? If he's not cool, come and see me in the office. I'll handle him for you. <laughs> hey. He needs shepherding. As small as he is, he needs shepherding. And then, you think these people don't need shepherding? They need shepherding. Yes. Where is her friend? This one's friend. Okay. Huh? You should take interest in 
So, whatever the situation is, in fact, pray for a house before you enter the house. Oh, yeah. Don't just, you know, no prayer, nothing. There are some videos they do. You see two people drinking and the one person will use charm from their eyes into a drink. And you see the other person sees it as a... <laughs> and then they throw it back. You, do you have eyes? So what do you do? You receive with thanksgiving. I receive a story of somebody I know and what the people around used to feed him with. And it broke my heart. Yeah. Pray. Pray. Child of God, pray. You're going to sit, you're leaving the house in the morning. Child of God, pray. Why did that matter to overturn? And you were seeing it from your matatu and you saw that matatu overturn. Yeah. When you're leaving the house, do what? Pray. You see, you don't have to say, oh, I'm, in a, I, I'm late. No, if you plan well, what time should you leave the house? 6.30, yeah? Those of you who have excuses, I'm talking to you. 6.30, when do you wake up? You don't wake up at 5.30 or 5, 5.45 and then give the excuse. I can't pray 10 minutes of prayer before you're going out. So what do you do? You wake a little earlier. So you create that space. You are all dressed and you are praying. Once you're done with prayer, you leave at the time you should normally leave. You'll be walking in town and the host of heaven is surrounding you. That is why you will sit in that matatu and it cannot crash. That is why you sit in that Uber and it cannot crash. If it crashes, the host of heaven will bring you out of that car. Pray before you leave your house. Apostle. What about those of us who take flights? <laughs> Pray. Yeah. I had a man of God who traveled. I, I invited him. He traveled. And then one of the reasons he finds it hard to come this way when I call him is when they were in the plane, the plane experienced a very violent turbulence that traumatized him. Like it traumatized him. Whenever he remembers the turbulence. <laughs> when you remember that you are 40,000 feet above sea level and the plane is doing, literally shaking you out of the seat. You are like God. 
if I die now, allow me to come to where you are. You see that you are saying your prayers mid-air. Pray. Are you listening? Do what? You see God in every situation. I needed to establish without a shadow. Unbelievers sometimes even pray. When they have Ash Wednesday, try passing Westlands. People who have not gone to church for CG, when you will literally, you will be, they have gone so that they put Ash here, Ash here, and they so be, they look forward to it. You, you say you are a believer. When they call you for cash, I say, I will be going to work tomorrow. I am tired. I am this. I am this. They look forward for it because they know the significance of what it stands for. If you like fire them, they are going for the ash. Sometimes they do it during the day. If you try passing Pastor Edwin's former church, Yes, just pass. You see the human traffic. What I'm telling you is that they even want God's involvement on their lives. You more than anybody should. And I'm not talking about being religious. Where you are getting out of your house, then you I'm not talking about. Let's be serious. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> God, is that you? I, I'm not talking about all those. She makes. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, let's be serious. Yeah. <laughs> you are leaving the house, then your 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 toe hits the door. Then you stop. You say, "Hey, God, hmm. are you trying to tell me something?" I'm not. To- let's be serious. I'm not talking about those. <laughs> God, should I go? Now that my toe has hit, should I go? Is that a sign? Should I go? Should I not go? Some of you already, you didn't want to go. You wanted to sleep the whole day. Now you are going to use God. The Lord told me not to go. Be serious. Give me a sign. Okay, child of God, share with me the sign. Oh, my toe hit the, the door. My left, and it was my left one. Yeah. And my left one never hits anything. Normally it's the right one. But this time it was my left. And I knew the Lord had given me a sign. Yes. <laughs> what a sign. <laughs> Let's be serious. Yeah. I'm talking about serious spiritual things. Yeah. Pray. Put God in every... Listen, as I close. No matter where your life is right now, pray God into every aspect of that life. Yes. It will guide you what to accept. It will guide you what not to accept. Because you want God in every situation of your life. Rise up on your feet. We have no doubt that you have received a blessing from the word of God preached by Apostle Raymond Tamaklaw. Do join either of our services at Love Springs International Church Headquarters this and every Sunday at 9 a.m. Connect with Apostle Raymond Tamaklaw on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. God richly bless you and lead you in a series of victories.